Elijah was on the earth and he was complaining to God at one time. He was saying, God, you know, uh, I'm the only prophet left and they're trying to take my life. Um, God replies to him and he says in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 18, God saying to Elijah, Yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. And so we see that of the Jewish nation that was on the earth at the time that Elijah was a prophet in that nation, there were roughly about 3 million, estimated about 3 million adult Jews. Now of the 3 million, God had reserved to himself 7,000 who had not bowed their knees to Baal. So that means to, that basically 2,993,000 Jews were in the kingdom of darkness. Only 7,000 were in the kingdom of God. And so being in the kingdom of God, being in the kingdom of darkness has got nothing to do with genealogy. It's got nothing to do with who your parents are. It's got nothing to do with being converted to Judaism or remaining a Gentile. It has everything to do with faith in, in well now under the new covenant, faith in Christ Jesus. Under the old covenant was faith in God. And so that faith in God extended to Gentiles as well. For don't forget, before the term Gentile was really coined because God had to now differentiate between Jew and Gentile. Um, in other words, before Abraham came on the earth, there were believers in the earth, and we spoke about them. Enoch was one, Abel was one, um, um, Methuselah was, was another one, uh, Noah was another one, there were many. And they were all what we would think as being Gentiles, because they weren't Jews, because the Jewish nation had not yet been born. But even after Abraham and the Jewish nation came into the earth, there were many Gentiles that were believers. I'm talking about now under the Old Covenant. You've got Nebuchadnezzar, you've got King Darius, you've got Naaman the Syrian, you've got all of the men of Nineveh. Our Lord speaks about that in Luke chapter 11, verse 32. Our Lord speaking, He says, The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a, great, a greater than Jonah is here. And so the men of Nineveh, uh, were all believers. Um, Jonah went and preached and they, they repented and they converted and they came into the kingdom of God. They didn't convert and become uh, Jews. They didn't convert to Judaism. They just became believers. And so they were brought into the kingdom of God. And so, but the vast majority of the population of Gentiles were unbelievers. A very small minority were believers. And within the Jewish nation, the same ratio would be applicable as well. A very small minority were believing Jews. The vast majority of the Jews were unbelieving Jews and thus were included in the kingdom of the wicked one. Um, and so this passage of scripture also helps us to identify the fact that Jews and Gentiles, God only differentiates them in this life. Outside of this life, in eternity, Jew and Gentile falls away completely. The God does not have in the, um, in the New Age Jews and Gentiles. He just has his church and his children. I'm not going to get into that in kind of depth, but the church being uh, the believers. Um, but there's no more Jew or Gentile. Jew and Gentile is only for this age, for this life, shall I say. Uh, outside of this life, there is no such thing as Jew and Gentile. Romans chapter 2 
verse 8 to 11 says, But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish, on every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first, and also of the Greek or the Gentile, but glory and honor and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek, Gentiles. For there is no partiality with God. And so uh, Jews and Gentiles will be judged equally on the day of judgment and will be punished equally or rewarded equally. So it won't be a case of the Jews will get a better reward than the Gentiles or vice versa. It's a case of all Jewish and Gentile unbelievers will be punished equally and all Jewish and Gentile believers will be rewarded equally. And so for God shows no partiality. So Jew and Gentile is only for this life. It does not extend after the grave. Now, then things changed once again when our Lord Jesus came into the earth. And what changed then is that the church was now introduced into the earth. But the church was really just a, a, a change of the nature of believers. For before Jesus came into the earth, died and was raised from the dead, no believers in God could be born again. So all of them were still uh, spiritually dead. Even though they were uh, sons of the kingdom, and although they were believers, and their faith it was accounted to them for righteousness, they could not yet be born again. For the qualification uh, to be born again is that one needs to confess Jesus Christ as Lord. One needs to believe that Jesus, uh, God has raised Jesus from the dead. Now the Old Testament saints could not do that, meet that, those requirements, because they did not know about Jesus. They knew about a coming Messiah, but they didn't know about Jesus. And so all uh, believing um, members of the kingdom of God who died under the Old Covenant, Noah, uh, Abraham, Moses, Jacob, Israel, all of them, when they passed on and they, they died from this life, they went into the location that the Lord referred to as uh, paradise. And it, they were there and it was located under the earth. It was, there was this, if you recall, our Lord's discourse that he gave us in Luke 16, talking about the rich man who went down to Hades and Lazarus who went to Abraham's bosom um, and the gulf fixed between the two locations. And so all Old Testament saints went to that location, which our Lord referred to as Abraham's bosom, also paradise, because they could not yet ascend into heaven. The reason they couldn't ascend into heaven because they hadn't been born again. After our Lord Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, they could be then born again. And it's at that time that Jesus then went into that location. He preached the gospel to them according to Peter's um, writings. They were thus born again, and then according to the book of Ephesians, our Lord then took them up into heaven. All believers that die since that time uh, ascend straight into heaven. Then why is that? The reason is because all believers, since Christ was raised from the dead, are born again. And so they become spiritually alive to God. They then are classified as sons of God. And so the Old Testament saints were never referred to as sons of God. They were his servants. Uh, they were uh, believers, they were sons of the kingdom, but they were never sons of God. Reason being, they had not been born again. All 
uh, believers since Jesus was raised from the dead are called sons of God. So um, our designation has changed. Now the Old Testament saints are all now sons of God as well, for they were all born again when our Lord preached the gospel to them uh, after he was raised from the dead. But in their time that they were on the earth, they were never referred to as sons of God because they were still all spiritually dead. And so the church are referred to as sons of God. And so that's the change that took place uh, when our Lord Jesus Christ came into the earth. Um, the Jewish nation remained intact. It never changed. So from Abraham, even up until today, the Jewish nation remains in place. And it remained in place all through our Lord's ministry. There is uh, the uh, false teaching that uh, has come into the church. Um, I don't know how widely ex accepted it is. In certain, uh, certain circles, I suppose it is widely accepted, but it is erroneous. And that is replacement theology, they call it. And that is that since the church has come into existence, well then God has done away with the Jews. And the Jewish nation is no longer a part of God's uh, plans in the earth, which is not the case at all. God's plan for the Jewish nation um, has not yet been fulfilled. His plan for that nation came from the time of Abraham all the way till the end of the age. God has a plan for that nation. Uh, there are things that have been fulfilled up until now, obviously, and there are still things that he is still bringing to pass his purposes in the earth through that nation. And so the Jewish nation continues. God still recognizes the Jewish nation. He still recognizes Gentiles. He recognizes the sons of God and he recognizes uh, the sons of the wicked one. And so those, are the, those four people groups remain in the earth. No change has taken place at all. The only change that took place when our Lord came into the earth is that believers were now classified as being the church and sons of God. That's the only change that took place. The Gentiles continued all the way through from Adam and Eve all the way through to the end of the age. The Jews continue as a nation from Abraham to the end of the age. The sons of the kingdom continue from um, Adam and Eve all the way through to eternity. The sons of the wicked one continue from Adam and Eve all the way through to eternity as well. And so just a scripture that talks around the fact that the Jewish nation has not been removed from since Jesus has come into the earth. Because, as I say, people get very confused when they hear this replacement theology. They think, okay, the Jews have been done away with. They don't feature anymore. It's the church now. No, the church is just the believers. And the believers were uh, in the are in the church today from the old covenant. They just weren't called the church at that time because they couldn't qualify to be in the church. But even within the church today, we have Jewish believers and we have Gentile believers. And so even in the, um, among the two people groups in the earth today, uh, Jews and Gentiles, you have unbelievers, both alike, no change there. The scripture that talks about the fact that the Jewish nation is still in God's plan is in Romans 11, 1 to 29. He says, I say then, has God cast away his people? Speaking about the Jewish nation in context, you can go read it. Certainly not. So that's the answer. He hasn't cast away the Jewish nation. For I also am an Israelite. So Paul is now putting forward his Jewish credentials. Um, of the seed of Abraham, so he, can he could trace his genealogy all the way back to Abraham. 
of the tribe of Benjamin. So he came out of Benjamin's um, um, descent. Verse 2, God has not cast away his people, talking about the Jews again, whom he foreknew. Verse 25, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. Verse 28. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. And so Paul had to deal with the issue as well in his day. There were those who thought to themselves, okay, well, we are now the new Israel of God. God has dealt, done away with the, is, uh, the Israel after the flesh, the Jewish nation. And Paul puts their uh, thinking back in line with, the, with God's plan. And he says, guys, that's not the case at all. God has not cast them away. He says, a, bl a, a blindness has come upon them in part until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So in this dispensation that we're living in now, the church age, what God has done is that he has opened up the gospel to the Gentiles. Whereas under the old covenant, his word was made open to the Jews and they had access to the word of God. Most of the Gentiles didn't hear the word of God. But under the new covenant, it's the Gentiles that God has opened the door to to come into the kingdom of God. And because the way that God seemed fit to do this is that he's put a blindness in part upon the Jewish nation. So the vast majority of the Jews cannot see the light of the gospel uh, until such a time as God has brought in all of the Gentiles into the kingdom of God. Once that has happened, God then will remove the blindness from the Jewish nation and those whom he has called from that nation to come into his kingdom will be brought in. But even at this time, in this day, there, are, there is a remnant of Jewish believers. Um, just as Paul says, guys, I'm a Jew and I'm a believer. I can trace my, my, my ancestry through um, Benjamin all the way back to Abraham. And so he's saying, I'm, I'm living proof to you. God has not cast away the Jewish nation. And so that, that doctrine of replacement theology is completely erroneous. It is not scriptural at all. Um, and so we uh, receive um, our righteousness from God in Christ Jesus by being born again through faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 39 and 40 says, and all these, all these talking about, he, if you go look at the context in Hebrews 11, he's talking about all of the uh, Old Testament saints that were given to us as examples of faith because they could believe, but they couldn't be born again. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, and if you go read the account, you can look at all the saints that he lists there, did not receive the promise. Why? God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. And so they couldn't be born again. They could not receive the promise of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit could only take re up residence on this inside of a saint who is born again. That's why Jesus said to his disciples when he was on the earth, the Holy Spirit is with you, but he will be in you. The Holy Spirit could not indwell uh, Old Testament believers because they were still spiritually dead. That has changed since Jesus has been raised from the dead. And so that's how um, God is dealing with the, the, the 
different people groups in the earth at this particular point in time. Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 to 7 says, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And so we are classified under the new covenant as sons of God. The Old Testament saints, as I said, could not be classified as sons of God. However, they were believers. Uh, their faith was accounted to them for righteousness. They had the promise that they would have sonship at one time in the future. And that all occurred when Christ was raised from the dead. And so there are these three people groups in the earth today. And that is Jews, the Jewish nation, Gentiles, all the other nations, and then the church of God. Within the church of God, there are both Jews and Gentiles alike. Uh, outside of the church of God, there are Jews, the Jews are, and there are Gentiles. And the scripture recognizes all three people groups. In 1 Corinthians 10.32, it says, Give no offense either to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. And so God recognizes all three people groups in the earth today. And so just to recap again, um, to be in the be classified as part of the church, one could either be a Jew or a Gentile in the, in the flesh. Paul was a Jewish believer. Um, Timothy was a Gentile believer. Paul um, circumcised Timothy so he could take him into the synagogues to help him preach. But Timothy was a Gentile believer. Titus was a Gentile believer. Uh, Barnabas was a Jewish believer. Peter was a Jewish believer. Um, we can go through the whole list. Cornelius was a Gentile believer. And so being part of the kingdom of God has got everything to do with faith. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's got nothing to do with genealogy. Being a Jew has got everything to do with genealogy. It's got nothing to do with faith. Being a Gentile has got everything to do with genealogy. It's got nothing to do with faith. Being a son of the, of the kingdom of darkness, son of the wicked ones, has got everything to do with spiritual unbelief. It's got nothing to do with genealogy. And so we just need to clearly understand the difference between those points. Because we're trying to explain why it is that there are these two Gospels that are taught in the New Testament. And in order to understand that, we need to understand the different people groups in the earth, how they came about, and how God deals with them differently. For He does deal with each one of those people groups differently in the earth. And we'll get into that as we get into the series. We're going to end the teaching on that point today.